coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. And then we also know that our gut health produces vitamins like your vitamin B12. So your gut is so important. It also, and here's the thing, you know, that pertains to your talk is uh, regular, it regulates your immune system. 60% of our immune system is in our gut. 60%. And so your immune system helps you fight bacteria, viruses, parasites, cancers. So let's get our gut health in tip top form. It also creates neurotransmitters. I've got my notes here because there's so much I want to share. So if you see me looking down, I'm cheating and looking at my notes because it's not all here. Uh, And so it creates neurotransmitters. 90% of our neurotransmitters, which is our brain chemicals, are created in our gut. Welcome to the show from the The MD MD and Chef Chef Team. Team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef Team. And who are you? I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. (laughs) Yes. Well, then we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. We We like like to have fun, fun too. So let's Let's get get on on with the show. So now I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Isabel Hunsinger, who is doing phenomenal work with the mind and depression. This is Suicide Outside of the Box, a doctor's story. So let me get Isabel here and... Hello, my dear. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Prom? I'm great. It's so great talking to you and your husband, Michael. Thank so you. We so, are so happy to be here. I'm excited too. Um, so tell me, what 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 brought you to your current situation, your field of work, your passion? Your- well, it all starts with a story, doesn't it? Yeah. And one of the stories is my story. And I'll just, you know... People's stories are so important, and I know that everybody out there has a really strong story, and I'd love to hear everybody's stories because I get so much encouragement from hearing people's strengths and courage and just fighting the battle. And so I'm just going to share a little bit about my story and how I got to the things that I'm doing right now. Um, Pretty much, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at the beginning of my medical training, which was hospital training, where we didn't sleep. You know, we were expected to sleep maybe two or three hours and then take care of patients. And we would have terrible, long, ugly shifts in the hospital. And, you know, at that time, back in the 90s, all the medical profession knew to do for me was to give me vitamin P, which was vitamin Prozac or vitamin fluoxetine, as we call it here in New Zealand. And I thought, okay, this is just what I got to do. And I would take my pill and I'd be able to function as a doctor and do what my heart wanted to do ever since I was five years old, and that was to be a doctor and help people. And so I was on that road and I just took my medicine and sometimes I'd rebel and come off my medicine and I'd do okay. And then I wouldn't do okay. And then I'd come back on my medicine. And then um, I remember I was off my medicine and my husband and I and our daughters had come back from a long trip from America back to New Zealand. And I don't know if you've ever traveled from America to New Zealand. Have you ever done that trip? Oh, my gosh. It's a long trip. It's a 13-hour flight just from L.A. 
to Auckland. And you, your rhythm just goes off, your sleep goes off, and you're awake when you should be asleep. And I remember we were in bed, my husband and I were in bed at three o'clock in the afternoon and just about to take a nap. And the phone rang and I picked up the phone and it was a bill collector. And I've never had a bill collector. We've never had problems with finances. And he said, you owe some accounting firm $8,000. And that threw me for a loop. That threw me down the rabbit hole of worry, of not being able to control my mind. And I started to worry. We had the money. He said, I'm coming over right now to pay for, you know, you need to pay me or you need to transfer the money. And we thought we were being scammed. So anyway, everything worked out. We paid. Okay. But the thing is, that money was saved to pay taxes. And I'm really intense about keeping up with taxes and our bills. And so now I'm worried, oh my gosh, we don't have enough money to pay taxes. And so that just brought me down and down. And so this is what happened. I didn't sleep anymore than three hours for 17 nights. Can you imagine that? Have you ever not slept for, for that long of a period of time? I had something similar happen um, for a number of years during a really bad time in my life. But yeah, nothing, not, not that, no. But, but so you know what it's like not to sleep. And I still had to function as a doctor. I started to wake up and go and take care of my patients. And, and I saw my doctor and they put me on medicine to help me sleep, but it didn't work. And I just remember one night I was up, I went to sleep, I had sleep anxiety. And that is where you go to sleep and you're like, oh my gosh, I hope I can sleep. I hope I can sleep. And so I slept for like maybe two hours and boom, I am awake at one o'clock in the morning. And it is torture knowing that you're still going to do another day of not sleeping. And so I just became psychotic and I tried to take my life. I, that's just a terrible place. And, and so the thing is, is at that point I reached out and I told my husband how terrible it was. And then we got to get, I got help. Okay. So I was taken to a psychiatrist the next day. And he said to me, Isabel, you are going to be on antidepressants for the rest of your life. And at that point, I just would do anything, but I knew deep down in my heart, that was not going to be the case. I was like, no, 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 that will not be my story. I I'm now going to get to the bottom of this because I had been studying functional medicine and in functional medicine, you learn how to get to the root. And I knew that I knew that I knew that this was not because I was deficient in Prozac or fluoxetine. I knew that there was more. So the journey began and I started to learn what is the cause of my anxiety and depression because I knew that something good is going to come from this. I just knew that I was going to learn from this and I was going to be able to help people. I just changed my thinking that something good will work. And so I'd like to just share with you one of the nine areas that I worked on to help me and others overcome their anxiety and depression. Oh, absolutely. And the key was working on my gut health. Because if you can take care of your gut, then you're going to be taking care of your immune system. And that's what this talk is all about, is getting your immune system in tip-top form, right? Right. And, you know, I was always getting sick before this event. Like I'd catch colds like six or seven times a year or end up with the vomiting bug or the gastroenteritis bug. And I was like, you know, and as a doctor, we're exposed to so many bugs that our system should be strong. Yeah. So 
one of the nine areas that I worked on was gut health. And that's something that we're taught in functional medicine. But I was like, okay, I'm going to really learn this stuff. So let's do it. Let's take a little dive, deep dive into some teaching, okay? I hope everybody's got their pen and pen, pen and paper out there. <laughs> so, oh, good. So I've done this in blocks. And this first block is called gut health affects everything in your body. You see, your gut health starts right in your mouth. You've got bacteria in your gums called P. gingivalis. And P. gingivalis, if you don't clean your gums with pulling, with, e with something as easy as coconut oil, pulling for five minutes, four or five times a, a week, that P. gingivalis can affect your brain health. Can you just explain what uh, oil pulling is? Just Sure, sure. So oil pulling is an old, I believe is Ayurvedic. Do you know? Yeah. It's an Ayurvedic treatment where you just take like a tablespoon of coconut oil and put it in your mouth and swish it back and forth and swish it back and forth and don't get it on your clothes and don't get it on the floor and don't pick up the phone when you're swishing and you just do it for five minutes, five, six days a week. And it helps clean your gums. Uh, there's some like Chef Michael puts in a little clove oil in our pulling. Um, so you can put a little clove oil in there, but that helps clean your gums. And gum health is so important because we now know that there's this bacteria in your gum called P. gingivalis. It can affect your brain. And I was all about fixing my brain. So your brain, your gut health starts right in your gums. And also in our mouths, we start chewing. And we should be chewing and chewing and chewing until it is a liquid before we swallow because our throat and our stomachs don't have teeth. <laughs> so use your teeth to chew your food. And we start absorbing absorbing nutrients in our in our in our passage. Our gut also helps keep toxins out. And how does it do that? We poop. You know, we should be pooping 30 centimeters, which is one foot, every single day from finger, from index finger to thumb. I hope some of you are. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm one of those people I ask all of my clients and I'll even ask friends. I just like, what's, you know, in America, the doctor will say, do you eliminate regularly? Well, if regularly for you is once a week, then you're going to answer that question. Yes, but that's not the answer. And people don't know how often they should be pooping. So, so I'll recap on that. <laughs> it, it should be once a day. One foot every day. Now it could be six inches twice a day, but it needs to be a total of 12 inches or um, uh, 30 centimeters if you're in other parts of the country. Okay. And it needs. Oh, and the pooling. Uh, pooling. And um, masticating, chewing everything until it's liquid. Yes. To create that also. It, it, yes. It, it, so don't think that you have to drink all the water in the world, which is good for you. These things lead to that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Good point. And, um, and then we also know that our gut health produces vitamins like your vitamin B12. So your gut is so important. It also, and here's the thing, you know, that pertains to your talk is uh, regular. It regulates your immune system. 60% of our immune system is in our gut. 60%. And so your immune system helps you fight bacteria, viruses, parasites, cancers. So let's get our gut health in tip top form. It also creates neurotransmitters. I've got my notes here because there's so much I want to share. So if you see me looking down, I'm cheating and looking at my notes because it's not all here. Oh, and so it creates neurotransmitters. 90% of our neurotransmitters, which is our brain chemicals, are created in our gut. And neurotransmitters like our happy neurotransmitters, like dopamine and serotonin. So if our gut health isn't good, then our brain health isn't going to be good. And we can turn towards anxiety and depression, all the other mental unwellness that we're seeing out there. 
I was not taught that in pathology, in physiology, biology, any of that. That's fascinating. Neurotransmitters. Wow. Yeah. Brain chemicals. Yeah. And so I wasn't taught this in medical school. I was taught this in functional medicine. So that's why I'm sharing this because this is so important. And I want everybody to get equipped and become the CEO of their health. That's what it's all about is you and I equipping people so that they can take control of their health. Right. 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 Cool. Yes. <laughs> what you're sharing so far is really easy. Yes. It's not I keep, I keep it simple. I'm a simple minded person. I don't like complex. I get, I'm like, huh? If people start talking way over my head. So lesson number one, anxiety and depression, take care of your gut. That's the number one area and give yourself six months. And I'll give you tips on how to do that at the end. Okay. And then if your mood is off, repair your gut. So, so important. If your immune system is off, jump into your gut, take good, good care of your health. And we'll learn on how to do that. Okay. The second block that I wanted to talk about is poor gut health can lead to inflammation. How? By a leaky gut. So I'm going to break down that statement. Poor gut health can lead to inflammation. I just explain inflammation like a fire. Just think of inflammation in your body as a fire. What happens when you have a fire? Things burn down. They don't work anymore. And how does that, can, how can that happen in your gut? By a leaky gut. What's a leaky gut? Well, I love the visuals. So the first visual I'll use is think of sausage. Now, I don't believe in eating sausages because there's a lot of nitrates and nitrates are not good for you. But anyway, think everybody knows what a sausage looks like when you eat for breakfast. So that sausage is gut lining. It's intestine of some animal. So that gut lining is really, really thin. Can you see this piece of paper? It's very, very fine. Right. It's very paper. Okay. So imagine a leaky gut with, and so inside of this, right in there and then on the outside is your bloodstream okay so the sausage your intestine is where poop and everything is on the inside and on the outside are blood vessels imagine if you had holes in the lining of that sausage well then all that poop goes into your bloodstream when poop goes into your bloodstream which has got bacteria viruses parasites your body sees it, the immune system sees it in the bloodstream, and it goes, hey, it's not supposed to be here. I'm going to clump it up into an immune complex and take it away. And it usually takes it away into the liver or the fat. And that's why a lot of people have a lot of fat, because they've got a lot of immune complexes, because their gut's not healthy. So does that kind of give you a good picture of what a leaky gut looks like? Absolutely. Um, good. The other thing with that, though, is that when stuff's coming out, the poop, you're losing nutrients too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause Perfect. When, when this was explained to me by my doctor, he didn't tell me the poop part, but he told me I wasn't getting the nutrients that I needed. That's right. That's right. So you're actually starving, mm-hmm. you know, it felt like starving. Yeah. Starvation. yeah. So le- inf- inflammation from a leaky gut can cause these chronic illnesses that we're seeing so much of Alzheimer's depression, Cancer of the colon and the stomach, obesity, type 2 diabetes, IBS, which is called irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, arthritis, multiple sclerosis. These are all like, there are specialties in medicine just to deal with this. But if we could just work on the gut, that would help so much. It would just build up the immune system by 60% so that the body is strong enough to go fight all this stuff and clean up the fire, clean up the inflammation. We're also seeing that leaky gut can lead to autism. 
And it can also lead to food sensitivities. And some of the food sensitivities, have you ever heard of this term called mast cell activation syndrome, where there's a lot of histamine release, people will eat certain foods that they're sensitive to because of the leaky gut. And then they'll start getting hives, they'll get heart palpitations. And I always say, start working on your gut. I just take a deep dive in working in their gut. Do you have any questions before I press on? Million. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ask away. Oh my gosh. Um, Okay. There was, there was something you said about autism. Now, I'm not aware. I didn't, I wasn't aware. <clears throat> you can, people get autism or so symptoms of it after they're, when they're older. Leaky gut can lead to autism. So, you know, we all hear about vaccines. Okay. Vaccines can mess up your gut health too. So repair your gut health, work on your gut health, find a doctor that, or somebody that can help you repair your gut and see these, these, these health challenges. I call them reverse. Yeah. So let's decrease the inflammation in our body. Let's decrease the fire in our body. And then our immune system can work so much better in doing its job. Now, the next area I wanted to talk about is some of the causes of leaky gut. So that's the next big area, causes of leaky gut. And remember, leaky gut is a hole in your intestine. Okay, so all that stuff's just going out and it should be going into your body to being absorbed. It should not be going into your bloodstream. It should be going into your body to be absorbed by your body, by all the organs in your brain that need it. So some of the causes of leaky gut is we've all heard of celiac, right, where people like become deathly unwell with with gluten. Well, there's also a thing, a a term called non-celiac gluten sensitivity that Dr. Perlmutter taught me about. And that is where you've got symptoms of headaches and bloating. And a lot of my patients will have migraines and, you know, I'll make sure that they don't have any any brain tumors before I say, Hey, come off your, come off gluten. That's the treatment. Come off gluten. And that will help repair your leaky gut plus your symptoms of headaches and bloating. Other causes of leaky gut are sugars. I mean, I know we all hear sugar, 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 but sugar really causes a lot of problems. And the number one sugar is high fructose corn syrup, which is just a cheap way of sweetening foods, right? Yeah, that that stuff is so awful. So I know, um, I know. What it does to your glycemic index is scary. And yet you hear medical professionals say a sugar is a sugar is a sugar, and it's not. <laughs> it's because they don't know. I know. How can you... How can you know when you don't know, you know? <laughs> hey, that's a tweetable. How can you know what you know if you don't know? All right, so moving on. Another another thing that causes a leaky gut is artificial sweeteners like saccharin and, oh my gosh, all the other artificial sweeteners. I can't keep up with them because I just stay far away from them. And then medicines, pardon? I know people who live on Trivia. Trivia? Is that a, is, that's probably a brand. I, we don't have it here in New Zealand. Stevia? Stevia, yeah. 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 I mean, that stuff doesn't touch my body, but... um. And it, the reason is because from a very young age, if I taste it, I taste it for hours and it's really uncomfortable. So luckily my body has rejected it. Uh, medicines, other medicines are things like proton pump inhibitors. We call them PPIs in medicine. And a proton pump inhibitor is given for reflux or indigestion. And the medicine is called like Losec or Prilosec. Now we, yeah, and we now know the American Medical Association published a paper that stated that there was an increased risk of dementia with the use of PPI. So stay away. Plus it also affects your gut health. Also other medications are non-steroidals like ibuprofen, neurofen, um, 
Voltaren, Diclofenac, Sinflex. Can you think of any others in America? I'm just talking about the ones we've got here in New Zealand. Oh, gosh. No, because you asked me, so they all just ran. Yeah, of course, of course. And then Tylenol, paracetamol. I mean, people pump paracetamol and Tylenol like it's candy. I've got so many mothers and fathers that say, oh, I'll just give them some paracetamol. And I'm like, why are you giving them paracetamol? Well, because they just look unhappy. I'm like, (laughs) don't give them paracetamol just because they look unwell. Give them paracetamol if their temperature is over 38.5 Celsius. I don't, I forget what it is in, in America. I think it's 99 or something like that. I mean, use a fever to help kill a bacteria and a virus, you know? Yeah, a fever helps the immune system kill bacteria and virus. Fevers are good. But anyway, so many parents use paracetamol and, and Tylenol. Clarify that. Um, my doctor, this is, I'm not giving medical advice. My doctor says nothing under 100 degrees. Okay. And I don't, I normally don't take anything for a fever. So. Yeah, we had fevers, but, but yeah, I don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a fever in so long. I know, but the kids, you know, with all the infections that they're getting because their vitamin D levels are low, they're not taking zinc. Nobody's talking to them about gut health. So we got a lot of work ahead of us, huh? We do. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Continue. It's good. We've got job security, don't we? <laughs> uh, the, another thing that causes leaky gut are steroids, like prednisone, dexamethasone. Antibiotics cause leaky gut. Now we all know that we all know that we shouldn't be taking antibiotics because it affects your gut health. However, there is a place for antibiotics. Okay, there is a place, but we've we've been overusing it. And then there's another thing called xenobiotics. Now xenobiotics is the environment and a synthetic chemical in our environment. One sec, Um, can you repeat that because for some reason you glitched? Sure, xenobiotics. That's X E N O. B-I-O-T-I-C-S, xenobiotics. What are they? It's a synthetic chemical in the environment. And a good example is glyphosate, Roundup. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Roundup works to kill off bugs in crops, but it also kills off the good bugs in our gut. So stay away from foods that have got glyphosate. And I always encourage people to go as organic as possible. I know it's impossible in some instances, but we've got to do what we got to do to protect our gut health. Another thing that causes leaky gut, see, there's so much, um, is not enough fiber. And fiber is easily done in dark green leafy vegetables and fruits and seeds and nuts. And we try, we should be trying to get at least 20 to 30 grams of fiber a day. Because fiber, if you think about it, is like a little scrub brush. And it scrubs the inside lining of your intestine, the sausage, and it gets all that junk off so that you poop it out. Right. And you don't get cancer. Okay. Also things, other things that cause leaky gut are foods that you're sensitive to and things like dairy, gluten, eggs, corn, shellfish, peanuts, soy, and tree nuts, like almonds and cashews and Brazil nuts and macadamia nuts. So if you're sensitive to that, that can be causing problems. So we have a thing in, um, in, in functional medicine called the 28 day food elimination program. Have you ever done one of those? And then you reintroduce the foods. That's fun. (laughs) 30 of my best friends. <laughs> I you what? I, I did it with 30 of my best friends. Um, I recommend doing it in groups. It, it really helps to have support with that. Yeah. yeah. And what did you find? Um, I, uh, dairy would be good for me to get rid of. Um, I need meat. I'm not sure if that falls into your philosophy. No, 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 no meat. I need, I need meat. Um, and that was pretty much it. I, I've been pretty lucky. I, I got the genes. The, good. 
Good. And then the other, the last cause that I, that I researched of uh, leaky gut is genetically modified food. So just stay away, read labels and make sure your food isn't genetically modified and you'll see GMO on there. The problem with that is in America, those labels are not obligatory. They don't have to put them on. So, and then when you, when you see the label, you don't exactly know what it means. And, and soy, as you know, is the most genetically modified food at the moment. Uh, And it's not the panacea that it was 30 years ago. (laughs) And corn. Corn. I know it's so sad because I love corn. I love good, real corn. (laughs) I love, love, love corn. Okay. So something that the the team can take away is only eat anything that says non-GMO. Right. Because if it's non-GMO, you know, it's non-GMO. But if it doesn't say non-GMO, then stay away from it to prepare your gut, okay? So let's talk about the gut garden. Just imagine a garden out there. Whoa, what's in your garden? I'm, I've got, right outside, we planted some sunflowers because I love sunflowers. Yeah. And I just love to see them grow, grow, grow. <laughs> and then they just grow and feed the birds. So let's talk about your gut garden and my gut garden and your gut garden out there, everybody. So the gut garden is called the microbiome. So micro is your microbiology, and then the biome is just life, where, where we're all living. And it's a collection of bacteria living in a community. It's also called flora or the microbiota. You see, why not just make three words for one thing, right? Microbiome or flora or microbiota. <laughs> Let's confuse everybody. <laughs> so I wanted everybody to have all the words. And it's just one big community. And in that community, get this, are 100 trillion microorganisms, a hundred trillion microorganisms. That's a lot. And in that is a thousand different species. So that's a lot of, of activity. And in that garden is the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. And we call the bad bacteria, the bad biotics. (laughs) That's simple to remember the bad biotics. And then you've got the good bacteria called the probiotics and then the prebiotics and the prebiotics feed the probiotics and they all live in harmony. They're all dancing together or staying away from each other and respecting each other. Now the pro and that's the way it's got to be. There's got to be the good bacteria and the bad bacteria, just like in this world, pretty much. Right. Have you ever in your adult life looked in the mirror and said, I never thought I would be depressed. And if you were like me, placed on medications. Well, if that's you, you are not alone. I understand that space. How would you like to learn how to overcome anxiety and depression and have a better life naturally? If that's you, then pop on over to doctoronamission.com for your three free gifts to help you today. The first is a vitamin D ultimate blueprint. The second is becoming the CEO of your mental health. Now that is a video series. And the third is the nine action steps to help you maximize your mental fitness in 30 days. Yes, I said 30 days. These are all yours. All you need to do is go to doctoronamission.com and that's doctor spelled long, D-O-C-T-O-R on a mission.com. And now back to the podcast. And the symptoms of dysbiosis, which is when the bad bacteria overtake the good bacteria are things like constipation, bloating, diarrhea, reflux, heartburn, abdominal pain. 
gosh, how many patients do I have with those symptoms? You know? Well, can I add something else? Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean to shock anybody, but I'm going to say this, death. Um, I had C. difficilis and almost died from it. And I was in the ICU for three days. Honestly, it was so horrible. I didn't care if I died. So, um, but I, I believe that that was uh, doctor induced. Was, what, what, from antibiotics? Iatrogenic. I went into a hospital with the flu, stayed, got C. diff. Uh, but it, it's, it, it, when it can get out of control, it can get very out of control. And so it's good to keep your gut health because then you, if mine was healthier back then, it was a very difficult time in my life. I wasn't paying attention to food at all, but, uh, you know, because I wasn't, because of all of that, this was, this almost killed me. Wow. And what antibiotic, what, do you know what antibiotic did it to you? I wasn't on antibiotics. Oh, I had, um, I had, I had, and it was so bad that my roommate made me go to the doctor and it was the hospital itself. Just, it was dirty. It was, it's, it's, it's a place I don't want to exist in 10 years. I want it to go away. It's a bad hospital, a uh, horrible hospital. So, and, and they kept me there and they didn't give me enough pain medication when I needed it. But then when I walked out, they tried to hand me a bottle of like morphine. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I don't need this now. I needed it back when I needed it. And so it was kind of, a, it was a mislead. And then, and then it recurred because they didn't take care of it. And I went to a different hospital, Beth Israel. And three days. And, but then I had uh, full body uh, full body arthritis, arthritis for three months. Yes. Oh, you poor thing. My doctor told me, but I didn't know it. I thought, oh, my gosh, this is how my life is. My hips, I couldn't move. My hands, everything hurt. I went to a doctor. He said, do you have full body arthritis? And I said, yeah. He said, don't worry. It'll go away. Goodness. Thank you. I'm sorry. Well, you know, it just points out how important this is. That's all. I mean, I had no idea you were going to talk about it. It's kind of like neither was new. You know, know, and that's the key, isn't it, Prof, that people need to become the CEO of their health. I mean, and that's what it's all about is take control, right? Absolutely. Gosh, your doctor is like your partner, you know, but you're the doctor and I'm talking to the peeps out there, you know, you're the doctor. And then when you come to a doctor or a medical professional, we're your second opinion, you know, because you already know something's the matter. So thanks for sharing that. We kind of froze there for a second. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay, so the key is let's keep our good bacteria. And how do we do that? By foods, prebiotics, probiotics. I'll give you an idea of that. And supplements. And then let's get our bad bacteria down. I like to think of the bad bacteria like weeds. And we do that. So how do we do that? So that's the next big and last and final clump that we're going to be talking about is how to maintain a healthy gut garden so that your beautiful gut takes good, good health of you. <laughs> Number one is stay hydrated. Water is so important. And this is, there's a disclaimer here. This is only for people that don't have heart disease or kidney problems. I'm going to give you some numbers that uh, you can use, but if you've got heart disease or, or uh, kidney disease, of course, you need to check it with your doctor because you can't handle as much water. Okay. So if you're in America that, or, you know, where the world that uses ounces, it's one ounce per pound okay. is how much water you need. And then if you're in, you know, places where they use mills, that's 30 mils per kg per day. And the way I like to break it down is into quarters. So you don't want to ever drink all that water at one time. Like you don't want to get to the end of the day going, oh my gosh, Dr. Isabel said I needed to drink all this water. I'm going to go, 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 go. No, 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 that's not what I said because you can have a seizure because you can dilute the chemical, the neurotransmitters in your brain and start having seizures. So don't do this all at one time. You want to do it all in, in a quarter. So 
the first quarter is in the morning, the second quarter is before noon, the third quarter is before three, and the last quarter is before six. Okay? So number one is stay hydrated. Water your gut garden. Number two is high fiber foods, and that's your scrub brush. So fruits and vegetables. The third is avoid foods high in sugar, artificial sweeteners, and trans fats. And you know it's a trans fat if it says hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated. That's like the simplest thing. And we see those things in like donuts and cakes and pastries and fast food. Yum, yum, yum sometimes. But have you noticed that the cleaner we get, the less we can handle these kinds of foods? I, I, I told your husband about my daughter's visit and the devil dogs. <laughs> no, tell me. I ate one of her eight devil dogs and I didn't want it. I only had it because I was with her and I was like, I want to connection, be- connection. You did it for connection. <laughs> the good news was I didn't enjoy it that much. I liked it. I and mean, I remember it. They still taste the same. Uh, but I, but what didn't happen, which is what I was afraid would happen is I didn't start craving them. Good. That that's the amazing thing. And I made donuts for Hanukkah um, and they were delicious, but I made itty bitty ones. <laughs> Yum. I only had like two of them. And yeah, I just didn't, I just don't need it anymore. Yeah. I don't need that much anymore. I yeah. Know. Yeah. Cause it, we, we get affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My thing is chips. Um, in America, they call them French fries. Yeah. Like, which is like having chips, but you know, they're terrible. They're trans fat. It's just terrible, terrible, terrible. So anyway, um, other foods to avoid are foods that you're sensitive to. Like we talked about the the, la- the next one is medicines, and the medicines were stay away from your proton pump inhibitors, your non-steroidals, Tylenol, steroids, and use antibiotics only if you have to, only only if you have to. Are you saying? Um, I mean, a lot of these medications, there's there's a place for them, obviously. Yes, yes. Use them when you need to, and know and discuss when you're doc- with your doctor when you don't need them. And sometimes tell your doctor you don't want them. <laughs> You're the boss, remember, because <laughs> you're doing your research. And I'm okay to say that because there's some doctors that you just got to teach them along the way, too. Right. Well, I, I personally teach my doctors and uh, we debate. <laughs> yes. Not all doctors are like that. And a lot of them go by the clock. I won't see a doctor who has one foot out the door. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, it is sad the way our healthcare system is. It's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons I left America because it was, uh, it was that. But believe it or not, it's here, too. So it's around the world. So we, we just got to change it. And we are. Yeah. Self-education, eh? Which is what people are taking control of. Making sure you interview your doctors and don't be afraid to change your doctors. And one, one of my big rules is, and some people can't handle this rule, but one of my rules is I want my results over the phone. Some people can't handle that. I don't mm-hmm. waiting. I'd rather be told. Than not. So you have a doctor who communicates with you the way you want. So that it doesn't Do, stress. <laughs> right, right, right. And does your doctor... Um, can they send it to you by email, the results? No, they can. Or you look it up in a portal. Right, right. Yeah, here too in New Zealand. Yeah, it's relatively new, but you can. Yeah. And then the doctor at the top can say normal, you know, which gives people peace. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's not normal, the doctor can send a message. Come on in. <laughs> Let's have a little chat. Yeah. Those I want over the phone. I, I'm, yeah. different. I'm different from most people, perhaps. I respect that. The doctor who will listen to, everybody has their way of communicating. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, the other way that we can maintain our healthy gut is uh, include both prebiotics and probiotics. And I just kind of want to give a quickie um, on what pre- probiotics are. Things like uh, fermented meats, fermented vegetables, kimchi, kombucha. I'm not really into kombucha because of the sugar, you know, because that's like the only way it can grow. But uh, miso, sauerkraut, yogurt without sugar. And then pre- that's just a small list. And then prebiotics that help. The good bacteria grow are things like garlic. Yay. Do you like garlic? Honey. 
We've got beautiful manuka honey, but raw unpasteurized honey is the best. And then onions and peas and whole grains and Jerusalem artichokes and eggplant and dandelion greens and bananas and asparagus. Those are all things that, you know, it's like fertilizer for the good bacteria. Isn't that cool? It's really cool. <laughs> I just... As you, as you move into this side, these are foods that you start to crave and that you start to enjoy and that you really love. Yeah. Amazing stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and land this plane with a couple of tools. Is that okay? That's fantastic. Or did you have any questions for me before we land? What I'd like you to do is to somehow uh, give the the very beginner a way that they start taking steps. And somebody who's really already like is the choir here, tell them what they can do next. I'm ready. I've prepared the material. (laughs) Now, guess what? I've also done something even more. I've done... I've done something for everybody before they even become a beginner. There you go. <laughs> so it's laughter yoga. And it's a little, it's a little, it's a little exercise that we can do. And I'll go ahead and do it first. And then you can follow and then we can do it together. And why laughter yoga? Because laughter boosts your immune system. And I have learned from my attempts to take my life that I needed to turn things around by laughing at them more and seeing the funny part of it, the the humor in it, okay? And your body does not know the difference between a fake laugh or a real laugh. It just knows that you're laughing. And I had the beautiful opportunity to work with Patch Adams, the real Patch Adams. Yeah, he's still alive. And he taught me the power of laughter medicine. And uh, so one, so this is for everybody to help Increase their immune system and they can do it anywhere, in the bathroom, in the car. And it's a very simple exercise. And it's just lifting up your diaphragm and dropping your diaphragm without even thinking about it. And it goes like this. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yay. (laughs) So we'll do it together. Okay. So it's ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. And very good, very good, yay, three times. Okay? So everybody can do this. Are you ready? I'm ready. One, two, three. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Ho, 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 ha, 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 ha. Ho, ho, ha, ha, ha. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yay! <laughs> You're getting into state, too. Yeah, it, 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 gets, it, gets you, it makes you feel fun. First time I did laughter yoga, I sat there. I, I sat there and I just watched, and I thought, "This this guy's crazy." And yeah, they're crazy. And now I don't care. I I don't care. I just you just need laughter. Actually, there's a a woman who I want on this summit who is a laughter yoga instructor. She does laughter oh. meditations, and so we'll see if we can get her. She's uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Great. Yeah. And also, um, I'd love to, I can't wait to see her. And if you ever need just a quick laugh, just Google laughing zebras, zebras, and it's just a 30 second zebras laughing. It's, it's like, wow, you guys are really laughing. <laughs> okay. So laughingzebras.com? No, just YouTube it. YouTube. Laughing zebras. Okay, on YouTube. Great. Yeah. I'd love to pull it up here, but I'm not that IT equipped. If Michael was here, he would do it. I'll try and see if I can do it. All right. Uh, so for the beginner... To repair your gut, I would recommend getting a probiotic that's diverse, and that would require 40 billion colony-forming units. So take a probiotic that's got 40 billion CFUs with greater than 15 strains. Remember? Because you've got... I'm not talking about acidophilus here anymore. 
Not just acidophilus, no. And be, way beyond just in acidophilus. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to take it on an empty stomach. And why on an empty stomach? Because your pH is the lowest and it works best with the low pH. And now they've got probiotics that you don't even need to refrigerate, which is so cool. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know either until I was trained by functional medicine. And then for the advanced person, I would recommend going to your doctor and getting tests done. And the first test that you want to get done is a stool to check for bacteria, yeast, and parasites. You might need to see a naturopath because there's functional testing that you can get specifically that looks at the bacteria, yeast, and parasites, or just your GP, just your family practice doctor. And because we know that those three, if they're out of whack, can affect your gut health, leading to leaky gut. And I also recommend that you get uh, a urine test and the urine test to check for leaky gut. Now, that will not be with your regular conventional doctor. They won't know what you're talking about. They'll say, you're crazy. Step out of my room. So you want to find a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath or some some medical professional that understands what you're talking about. You want a urine test for leaky gut. And if you do have leaky gut, start repairing it with what we just talked about. And also supplements that you can use to help repair those holes is L-glutamine, 1,000 milligrams three times a day, plus zinc. 25 to 50 milligrams at night. And those two are really good nutrients to help repair your gut. Is this on, now everybody's taking notes. You're all being very good, but is this on the resource sheet? No, that's no, that's all stuff that we've got over at the website. Okay, so it's at the website and people have access to these recordings uh, until three days after the seminar, the summit ends. So you can rewatch it and take your notes then. Yeah, and I believe Michael was going to send you links for tools. Yeah. Which is great. Thank you so much for doing that. My pleasure. <laughs> um, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> I think we're just so much fun talking to you now. Uh, so what I I'm going to remind myself to get the laughing zebras and figure it and, and put it on YouTube or Facebook when we do the summit. I'll try and get that. It'd be great to have people laughing like that. Yeah, it's so good. It's quick too. Yeah. So you know, as you can see, when it comes to your immune system, it really is. There are simple steps to take that really will make a difference. And then if you want to, you can dive deeper and do the real deep dive. Um, what Michael and Isabel are doing with Alzheimer's requires the deep dive. Yeah. And with anxiety and depression. Yes, absolutely. Um, now, I ask this because I have, I have PTSD. Works for that, too? Yes. Okay. You know, Bessel van der Kolk is my hero. If it wasn't for him, I would not have been able to overcome it. PTSD Good. is a hard, hard, hard one. Yes. But, you know, once you are able to, once you know that you have this and that you know it has to be treated differently from depression and anxiety, then you can start using all of these other tools. Now, if there's anybody out there who has PTSD, it's hard to turn inward and do meditations. It's hard to do a laughing. It's, it could cause the opposite reaction. But once you have it under control, all of these things just make it so much better and make life so much more beautiful. I think one of the most, I know, that one of the most courageous things a person can do is do the inward work on healing themselves, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. It's a lo- it's a journey, but it's worth it. Like I said to my husband when we were going through stuff, I go, I don't like it, but I love it. And by that I meant I don't like the hard work, but I like the res- I love the results. I love coming out on the other side of that struggle. So I encourage everybody to do it. Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.